Bestie. I hope you're, you're not, not mad at me, bestie. I hope you're not mad at me, bestie. Hey, bestie. Welcome back to Hi. Culture Countdown. I'm Cameron. I'm Maggie. <laughs> this happened last week, oh. too. I'm Kate. <laughs> and we're here to talk. Please cut out those lols. Guys, no, they're funny. I had a realization today. During my cycling class. So I have a little um, cycling bike that I put, keep in the basement. And I take Peloton Don't classes on it. Don't talk about it. Just kidding. Why not? Ugh, I was just going to say, don't male. say the word Peloton. I know. And Take a shot every time and, Cam brings up moving to New York or riding a, his Peloton. <laughs> taking Peloton oh. <laughs> 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 Cam, we um, love it. Thank love you. It so it was the end of the class and all of a sudden the song Domino by Jesse J comes on and I go, this might be the best song ever created. I'm sexy I had that free. thought in that class. Sexy I was like, free. is there a more perfect pop song? No, there's not. Um, what about Dua Lipa? Dua Peep. Well, she has great pop songs, but they're not as good as Domino. I thought you said Levitating ooh, 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 was the best ooh. pop song of all time. No, the best pop song of all time truly is Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, and but... remember, wait, remember the phenomenon we had where um, Waking Up in, is it Waking Up in Vegas? Sounds, yes. There's a stranger like... in my bed. No, wait, that's a different song. Is no, that... that's Katy no, Perry. It's, um, no, so it's... put your mouth out and get the hell out of town. No. Don't be a baby. Remember oh, what I'm you thinking told of the wrong me. Thing. But, what, but the Katy Perry song, the beginning of that, I always think is the beginning of Domino. But last is that Friday last night. Friday night? Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of Jessie J, did you guys see that live recording oh she did of so Price funny. Tag? We need to take it back boop, in boop, time. Boop, boop, boop. Music is all you nice. Nice. <laughs> I just blew out the mic for that, but night. And she goes, and she then an she goes, boop, 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 boop. and everyone's caption was like, "When your AirPods about to die." She's unreal. Have you guys seen that video of her performing price tag on a plane? And people are like, and she's like, "Have yes. you guys heard this song?" And nobody says anything. And she's like, "Well, you're about to." Oh it's my god! It's not about the money, money. <laughs> She is shameless. Good for her. She is she really still dating is. Shannon Tudum? They've been Shannon on and off, but I think they're they're back together. Oh, no. That's the weirdest combination. Hey, I want them to be together for some reason. Because they're kooky and fun. They're cute. <laughs> kooky and fun. Channing Tatum has nothing going on upstairs. I've, I'm convinced of it. <laughs> he was good in Magic Mike. I'll say it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it's that. It's against movie. my religion. Okay. I really care to see it. <laughs> It's by direct. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh. <laughs> no, it's directed really? by. Yeah, it is. You said it so weird. Soderbergh. I, say, I well, I try to say it the way that they do on the big picture, Soderbergh. But I always a lot get of people Steven say Soderbergh. Soderbergh. I always get Steven Soderbergh and um, Steven Sondheim mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Sondheim does all the Broadway musicals, like um. Into Company. the woods, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so so how this was your... week in culture. Oh. 
Let's get to let's do the personal first. I'm so sorry. I'm getting right to business. It's okay. How are you doing, Kate? We we did see each other recently. And Small pod. I'll test a, before. We thought about having a live recording, but then we didn't. I was really but, pushing it, and in retrospect, I'm glad it didn't happen. It would not have been published. Check out my TikTok um, at Sackett C for a little snippet of what we did together. Yeah, we just hung out, we had dinner, we made guacamole, but don't worry, small pod tested before. We got coffee. We saw our friend's dog and her new house. We went um, shopping, we, we supported yeah. small we went businesses. To bulk. We got bulk. <gasps> oh, yes. yeah. That was so exciting. We shopped in bulk. Well, I... It's like a sustainable zero waste store. So you bring your own containers and then you like scoop out and measure how much you want. So they have like flour and sugar and beans and rice and tea and all this yeah. stuff. And so we Check brought very fun concepts in Grand Rapids. Yeah, a very fun concept. It was really inex- it was really inexpensive and all zero waste and very fun. It makes me want one of the what is that thing called where you put the food in it. What's that Fridge? Called? No. <laughs> Cupboard? No. Food. Oh, compost. 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 Oh, they have yes. a cute compost that I want, but I'm scared to compost because I don't want worms in my house. Well, you can compost outside, but I maybe oh, I need yeah. a little. Yeah. You can do Paris. whatever you want, girl. Anyway, that's what we did this weekend. Um. So we had a fun weekend, and we had a good amount of culture that happened in the past week, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, compared oh. to the light culture week LCW we had before that, we had a m- MCW. <laughs> yeah, medium culture week. <laughs> Not to be confused with the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, do you want to, Cam? You want to go ahead and say? Oh sure. Um, so as our the resident dance moms expert yes. of the podcast and um, the resident gay of the podcast as well, <laughs> I would like to congratulate Jojo Siwa for coming out. Um, we're really happy for you, Jojo. You did um, it. We did it, Jojo. <laughs> yeah, Jojo really did it. Um, and I'm really happy everyone's really been embracing her, supporting her in her recent journey and i think this is um a way for her to become embraced by more adults because she isn't a i believe she's an adult now i don't know i don't think so 17 i know she's as oh. tall as an adult but i don't think she's, she's quite tall an adult. she will soon be an adult and famously i did meet her one time she is 17 yeah cam please share your story okay you, okay cam did you shake her hand no okay i really just witnessed her presence but so last summer oh we're getting into the common cameron tropes of things i can't stop talking about i interned at viacom which is the company that owns nickelodeon and one day i get a message from my intern friends shout out and um no name they're like shout out (laughs) <laughs> if you interned at Viacom, specifically MTV, shout out. <laughs> no names, though. <laughs> oh, so I get a message, and they're like, Jojo Siwa's on the 46th floor. And I'm like, what? And I, <laughs> I tell my team about it, and they're like, yeah, you can go see her. And they're doing this, like, small event because she was in New York doing press, and Nickelodeon does all of her consumer product stuff. 
and she was there and they had this absurdly like decorated cake and all these weird snacks that were just like straight sugar and she spoke and she sounded like a real adult i mean uh, she sounded the same but she just didn't sound like yeah and wait by consumer product do you mean her bows yeah no but guys she sells literally like everything. her brand sells literally everything. everything. They have like duvets, water bottles, and, like, clothes. Yeah. She has a literally food, car. like snacks. She's definitely got multi millions. But um, yeah. So and she was. Ju- I mean, she, I'm five eleven, and I would say she is as tall as me, maybe an inch shorter. Like she is a <gasps> tall girl. Oh my god! Damn, JoJo. And it's crazy seeing her wearing all of that getup. And being so tall, because you think like, oh, she's probably like four, not ten, but she's not. Um, but she was really nice, and she took pictures with all the moms that rushed her afterwards. Oh boy, no kids? Were there kids there, or just the moms? No, I mean it was like all adults because it was like this weird adult event, and she like you could tell she was so uncomfortable, surrounded by all these like thirty-five-year-olds. But it's the moms Andy wanted Cam. to show their kids, <laughs> and me, and some interns. All the moms and but... Cam. <laughs> Oh, that's just my demographic. But um, yes, JoJo, we're, we support you. We love you. Please, if you ever want to come on the pod, you have a welcome. You know, you welcome. it's she has such an insanely huge child following that yes. I think this is so admirable. Like, you know how, I mean, even good. I think Nickelodeon has deals with her. So like good on Nickelodeon because... Yeah, I feel like do. so many gay stars from Disney and Nickelodeon throughout the years have like had to not come out and stuff, you know? And yeah. so good on her, good on whoever's representing her, I guess. And Viacom. Uh, good of, on Viacom. Yeah. I don't know. Good, but job, this kind of falls into the conversation we had a few weeks ago about Olivia Rod- Rodrigo and how we feel like Disney was like treating her better and like letting her like have more self expression and not be so perfect. And I think, like, in traditional standards, being gay is not being perfect. But, like, good for you, JoJo, for and Nickelodeon for embracing that. I actually yeah. did some digging after we talked about that. And apparently being represented by Disney plus the streaming service is a lot different than being mm. represented by Disney Channel. Right. And I'm sure sense. the Disney Channel has kind of changed their standards, especially with how crazy some of the Disney stars have ended up because of how, like strict they were during our youth but it's definitely a different standard and even like different types of contracts with like what they're allowed to do and stuff if you're signed with disney plus compared to disney channel which i think Uh i think that that's interesting it is interesting well that's a great segue because the next piece of culture we had does anyone else want to intro it out i don't know what it is Oh, Sabrina Carpenter. Oh, yes. Um, She released a... I guess you could call it a song. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, a, what's it called? Not a clapback. Not a rebuttal. I'm diss to track. She word. called it herself a diss a track. Diss track. Yes. Yeah, a diss track. That's the word. She released a diss track, essentially, called Skin. And other than it being terribly written... And not good in any way. Okay, I also don't want to pit women against each other, but she's forcing me to. Um, (laughs) Sabrina's song is just so, like, mean-hearted and very competitive and, like, cruel when I feel like Olivia's song was very heartfelt and didn't really, like, 
target Sabrina other than just saying she's blonde and older and pretty. Yeah. Like, yeah. she didn't call her out, you know, in that in that certain way she's, that she's Sabrina calling called out Olivia the, out. And she was like, hey, guess what? I'm sleeping with the boy that you were, mm-hmm. like, right. with, basically. She, uh, Olivia is calling out the boy who right. is the one who wronged her. Like, Sabrina didn't necessarily didn't do anything. Yeah. Did you see Sabrina was like, did you see Sabrina was like, this song isn't like just about that experience. No, I'm on like, her Instagram. I'm on her Instagram post right now, and she said, "I wasn't bothered by a few lines in a magnificent song, and wrote a diss track about it." This is literally the quote. And then she says that she was at a tipping point in her life, oh, and it wasn't just about this situation. Um, it's not calling out one single person. Some lines address a specific situation, while others address plenty of other experiences I've had in the past. It just sounds so immature. Oh, I just thought of a good transition that we could have made. I have to say it. Speaking of Jojo Siwa, famous tall girl, Sabrina Carpenter, who is in the movie Tall Girl, is in the news she today. Is? <laughs> Why did I yeah, forget she's that? Tall Girl's sister. Oh my god. Yeah, gosh. she's okay, the little sorry, sister. About, and just, Tall like, so Girl is in Dance that, like, Moms. Wow. Of course, We're full of transitions Joshua today. gets out scot free. And now it's becoming like Sabrina versus Olivia when yeah. he's the one who wronged her. Oh, yeah. And who knows that he even wronged her? Maybe, right, right, right. I mean, it's yeah, who a knows teenage the who knows romance. The it can be fraught in many ways to begin with, but their yeah. feelings are all valid. <laughs> um, I don't particularly, I just don't particularly love Sabrina's style compared to Olivia. I think hers is a little bit more like basic, basic and less um, creative. Right. Yeah. I got to say Selena or Selena. Sabrina has a bop called Sue Me. I really, that's the only one um, of hers that I've ever um, really listened to regularly. But I just think that even if, Sabrina, I don't know if she actually wrote that song, but if she did, and maybe she wrote it, whatever, eight months ago, and it wasn't about Olivia at all, they are capitalizing on the fact that the three of them are in, are just in, in the peak of pop culture, mainstream media right now. I mean, even if it was a song that wrote, that was written earlier, she probably took some, switched some things up about it, because it's, it's pretty much a direct... Well, the, I mean, in in this post, she said she this is a diss track about about driver's license. I thought she said it isn't. No, she said I she wasn't bothered by the magnificent song and wrote a diss track about it. Oh. I thought she was saying I wasn't bothered and this isn't a diss track. I don't know. Uh, it sounds to me like she's saying she wasn't bothered by it but wrote a diss track. Then why would why would you say you're not bothered and then when you would write a disc that's just weird to me. But I'm read me it. too. I don't really understand, but that's how it that's how it um came across to me. I don't know. But you can try to get under my under my under my skin. I've not listened to that song enough to know what the melody sounds like. I just heard it in that car that one time and I think the way that. I think she phrased it poorly. But I think she's saying, I wasn't bothered by a few lines and wrote a diss track about it. I was at a tipping point. Like, I think she is saying, like, this, I didn't write this in response. Oh. I was at a tipping point. Well, she, yeah. she, she, she phrased that used, very... Yeah, use Grammarly, okay? 
Yeah, clearly she can't even phrase a caption. That's why her music is so lyrically stunted compared to Olivia's. But the Sabrina, we support with. you. <laughs> but yes, women supporting women, whatever. Well, how old is she? Maybe I can just. She's like twenty one, I think. Right. Yeah, you know. Grow up, Sabrina. Well, but speaking of celebrity feuds. <laughs> oh wow, we are transition after transition today, guys. So I don't. I. <laughs> Trisha Paytas. Need I say more? No. Um, no, really, you don't. So Trisha is just notorious for scandal Everything. after scandal and being basically uncancelable because she's done it all and just has embraced that she does like bad things that she probably shouldn't do, appropriation, namely. Um, but people are starting to side with her more. She is now on this podcast called Frenemies with Ethan Klein from H3H3, which is like a famous YouTube. This was the first YouTuber that I ever watched and followed, and he's my favorite YouTuber. And now they have a podcast because Ethan's wife, Ela, her brother Moses, is now engaged to... Wait, that's her brother, I forgot. Yes, Ela's brother oh, okay. is engaged to Trisha Paytas. And, the Israeli man. Yes, Moses. He's like a lucrative deal, like art dealer or something like that. I don't know. Something weird. But anyway, Trisha and Ethan have this kind of like brother-sister type bond. And they have this podcast together called Frenemies. And she's famous for like storming off it. But they also get along and it's really entertaining. And they go over like a lot of YouTube drama. And Trisha got into some drama. I don't really know how it started. But apparently she went to Vegas a while ago. Um, with Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson, and this other, like, Jeffree Star's hairstylist. I don't even know his name. He's creepy. This must have happened Um, ages ago, by the way, right? This happened ages ago, but it's all coming out now because Trisha has been really close with Shane for 12 years, and Shane and Jeffrey have only been friends for four years, but apparently everyone's like, stay away from Jeffrey. He'll ruin your career. Like, he's terrifying. Like, you should be scared of Jeffrey. Like, that's kind of what he's known for in that, right. like, sphere. And <clears throat> she went on this trip with them, and they just, like, were really mean to her and told her, like, to jump off the balcony. And they, like, threw away what? her Balenciaga. And they, like, said all this stuff about how terrible her skin is on live. And they have just been, like, bullying her. And it, like, became this whole thing. And now everyone is, like, Team Trisha, which never happens. And everyone's like, I hate Jeffrey. I hate Shane. Like, they're terrible people. They were so mean to Trisha, who has a history of, like, self-harm and um, just, like, body image issues and uh, suicide attempts and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And they just were bullying her very publicly and sent her voice recordings, like, saying terrible things about her. And now everyone's on Trisha's side. But -hmm. now there's a huge feud. But I feel like there's always some huge feud in, like, first I would say the YouTube community, but mainly the makeup artist community. Makeup, yeah. They are always feuding, which is the perfect transition into today's list. Oh, Yeah take it away um wait should we discuss this feud more or should we go right into the list i don't know what there is to say about it about more about trisha and jeffrey and other than like jeffrey is just like i feel like a very clearly mean-spirited like yeah just not he's someone you want to be like prides himself he prides himself in having like like all the tea and stuff but um 
Trisha, I think the conclusion a lot of us are coming to is that she's not in any way to really be admired, but we can mm-hmm. sympathize with her because she is clearly struggling and clearly mentally ill and, like, clearly has a lot of struggles in her life. And we can be like, okay, she doesn't need to be being bullied even more. Like, Yeah. I just live for her musical performances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the highly produced like recreations of things and also just her performances from her kitchen i love them all i'd watch like that video of her singing shallow where she says when the hat is on i'm the boy and when it's off i'm the girl i <laughs> cry every time did you see a recent production of suddenly seymour and it's all her yes, oh God, yes. <laughs> she's incredible whoever i want my job to be to produce those performances yes. like please hire me trisha they're well produced they Suddenly are. See more. <laughs> that Lizzie McGuire one is oh, great. Good. Oh my gosh, yes. Brittany and I used to play that one a lot. I feel like she doesn't really have an agenda. She's just like, we'll say anything, no. which I this d- appreciate because I feel like the YouTube community and the makeup artist community, like all of that, they're very yeah. like calculated and they always try and cancel each other and are like trying not to get canceled and trying to remain relevant, all this stuff. And she's just kind of posting whatever and being crazy, not crazy, but being unapologetic. This new domino right. shtick is just really cracking me up. <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Like, I love clearly it. she I does not work so at Domino's. Hilarious. She does not work at Domino's, and she's acting like she does. She said on the podcast. <laughs> and she just buys the merch. <laughs> she said on the podcast that JoJo Siwa texted her, back to JoJo, texted her, like, seriously, and was like, do you work at Domino's now? <laughs> <laughs> and she said she didn't, right? Right. She's like, no, I just bought the shirt off eBay, and then all these people that follow me started sending me other shirts from when oh they worked God. at Domino's. So she has, like, a manager really shirt. Funny. A franchise and owner she's, shirt. There's, like, videos of her talking about, like, the, their menu and being like, this is one of our, be- one of our best products. <laughs> she's so funny. This, one, this is a new one. This is a new one. Like, she'll be, like, saying the weirdest thing. I feel like we could do a whole podcast on her, but alas. She, she mystifies me, though, because they're, like, I'm looking at old pictures of, of her, and, like, she has pictures with Quentin Tarantino. They're just hanging out. Like, what? Um, that one guy from The Breakfast Club... Like all these random, really random people. We should do a whole biographical podcast on Trisha Paytas, and maybe she'll come on. I think she. Oh my gosh! I feel like she was the type of person who would go on to like a very small podcast. I'll reach out to her. Hey Trisha, I'll be reaching out to you. I want you. I actually want you to. Please. I totally will. No harm, you know. I know. Um. Moving on from our queen patron saint, Trisha Paytas, um, we've been talking a lot about feuds so far this podcast, and so um, now we're going to count down our top 10 favorite celebrity feuds. (laughs) Yes, I'm so excited for this. We were like, I got to be, oh, no, what were you going to say? I I was going to say, I got to be honest, like, I'm not often thinking about celebrity feuds. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's not something I have a list of already or anything. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big drama fan, but these are fun. I think a caveat too is like we like we were going through articles of like the top celebrity feuds, and we chose like very little like fa- like actual feuds that people have with each other, and like famous feuds. We kind of did more fun little ones, but yeah, we mm-hmm. just did like hilarious ones more so than actual serious ones, like. Not to, I mean, I'll spoil it now, but like Taylor versus Kanye isn't on this list because 
it's whatever at this point. It's, it's over. It's been talked over about. Yeah. Too. So we're just going to yeah. point out like the smaller feuds or like even things that aren't necessarily feuds but are just like super funny that we kind of consider feuds. <laughs> like little spats, mm. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, um, Cam, uh, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, speaking of Taylor, we she has to be included in basically every list that we ever make. Um, Maggie doesn't know this feud, right? I I knew it at one point. I don't remember it, though. Okay. So the Taylor feud that we chose is Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. And basically the lore goes that Taylor Swift was on, I think, the 1989 tour. And Katy Perry was going to go on tour as well. And Katy Perry... No, it couldn't have been that tour. It could not have been because the song Bad Blood is about Katy and Taylor. So it was probably the Red Tour. And Taylor always has these very like produced tours that have a lot of dancers and stuff like that. And Katie stole like like a lot of Taylor's dancers for her own tour. And so it caused like they used to be really good friends and then they're not friends anymore. And the song Bad Blood was like released about that feud. And that's why Taylor did that whole music video with like her girl group. And like she was all about like her girl gang afterwards. And then I believe at the end of the You Need to Calm Down music video, Taylor is like ketchup and Katy Perry's mustard or something and they hug and like the feud is over. Like it was just like a silly little thing. But I think it's mm-hmm. so funny that there was a feud song started about stealing dancers for each other's right. tours. Well, Taylor's dancers were already like they were in production basically. They were practicing and learning choreography and then were stolen like off the tour onto Katy's, right? Yeah. It, well, I think Taylor was like either in the tour or like just about to start i mean maybe they offered i'm sure the reason that katie got them and i'm not sure it was like katie perry was like go steal these dancers they probably just couldn't find dancers and then they offered them more money Hmm. than taylor was or like the the tour of taylor but but you would think they like signed a contract and everything they probably did but you know like with those things maybe like the Katie's touring company offered to pay whatever like money they needed to break the contract maybe they were just desperate yeah true i don't know i thought it was funny it is so, so I wanted funny to include it it's on the so list. petty it is so petty and that horrible <laughs> song bad blood i can admit not a good song no taylor's the queen of oh, petty good. you're on the same page yeah she's good at being petty isn't lena dunham in that music video she might be she is she's smoking a cigar she was kind it. of part of she was kind of part of the girl group for a while wait yeah, no i'm really? thinking of a different song that has well that was her first time working with jack and jack was dating her then yeah and she was in the girl oh. gang for a moment um uh, and lord was also in the girl gang but whatever um no i think that was the song that lena's in is that when they have like Meredith from Grey's Anatomy and like Olivia Benson from SVU oh, in it. Oh yeah, yeah, because she named her cat Olivia Benson, right? Right, but she had like all the people who had like their nicknames in the in the right. music video. They all were like, and they all like they train were all, like, and then come together. Yes, yeah, and yeah. it's like Gigi Hadid and Carly Kloss. And... Yes, oh the Carly Kloss oh. feud. Anyway, that one is so <laughs> funny. It's so petty. I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> and I Me really too. am curious how they ended up actually stealing <laughs> dancers. Let's get a documentary. Someone make a documentary on how Katie stole Please. dancers from Taylor. And now Taylor just sent Katie Perry's baby Dove a little, like, 
birth gift too so clearly i can't believe she named her dove dove oh wait no her middle name is dove her name is daisy 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 bloom Bloom. oh that's cute that is cute if my last name is daisy bloom it's like no remember in hannah montana when lily wanted to marry Orlando bloom and she would be like it would be lily bloom they did it they did that they did it oh Mm. another baby name that came out this week was um Gigi Hadid's (gasps) daughter. What is is it? Kai. Kai. Kai? But with an H. I think it's the Arabic spelling or something. Interesting. I wouldn't have picked Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. Kai Malik? Malik? Malik, I think. I don't know how to say his last name. Interesting. Um, It's a weird couple to me. He pronounces it Malik. They I think it ties back to their um Middle Eastern roots. Oh, I always forget that Gigi's is Gigi Middle Eastern? And yeah, dang, her dad is yeah. Well, well yeah that's what primarily no, yeah i just pakistani vaguely remember that Gigi, someone in Gigi's family her dad is i don't know where he's from but he, he i don't know hmm, interesting let me look it up i just gotta uh, look it up does someone want to move on to the next sure feud? i'll do okay this one's so funny to me it's miley and is it Miley and some like random friend of hers? I don't even know who it is. Versus Demi and Selena. So when Demi and Selena were like besties again after being on Barney and Friends and then being in Di- on like Disney Channel together, Princess Protection Program. Princess Pro- I like that movie. Anyway, I love that movie. Um, <laughs> they like filmed some just like like stupid video, literally from their like a little camera on their computer. I don't forget what it's called. Um. <laughs> And it's like, what? So it's, I'm explaining this so poorly. Demi and Selena are just like looking in the camera and then they go, what? And then the other girl goes, what, what? Yeah, I said it twice. Got a problem with that? And they're just like being so stupid and just being like teenagers, whatever. But then Miley and her friend get on and make a similar video and they're like, what, what, what? Yeah, I said it twice. Got a problem with that? And Miley's like. No, but I got a effing problem with the gap in your tooth. Talking about how Demi used to have that gap in her tooth, and they're yeah. like cracking up about it. I remember that was like formative culture. How did it come out? Where was it posted? They both just posted no, they on YouTube. They both posted it on YouTube. What? Yeah, this is when they would just post like little videos of themselves on YouTube. Like it didn't even matter. Like your your brand like wasn't curated the way it is today when you're. A yeah. child star, basically. Right. And Miley got in Ma- so Miley's much trouble for it. Miley's friend was Maddie. What was named Mandy. Yes. Mandy. They had like a little show. Mandy Moore. I, God, no. <laughs> I wish. God forbid. Um, But I just remember seeing that and being like, oh, Miley, like how could you? Like I really took that to heart and I, th- I was like, Miley, oh my gosh, she's going down the wrong path. Like little innocent me was so taken aback that she would say that about demi and selena it was formative Mm -hmm. for me i never knew that feud but you know that was during miley's troubling years i presume miley's still in her troubling years (laughs) it's in and out we support miley Mm -hmm. we do this was uploaded in 2008 i think so she's pretty young i think hannah montana was still on yeah, yeah, they were both all on. They were all on Disney Channel. Yeah, so. it was all the same time, and all those stars were like feuding and dating the same people, and it was just crazy. They sure yeah. love to date those Jonas Brothers. Yes, they did. 
Oh, and actually, I just watched the beginning of it, and it's not what. It's yo. Yo, yo, yo. yo. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I said it twice. And Selena has, like, totally emo hair. Like, look at her. Like, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, the cover of Selena Gomez in the scene. Do you remember that, that yes. album cover? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, like, Selena when she's at the Teen Vogue party and has to put that blue streak in her hair because she's at the Teen Vogue party. <laughs> <laughs> Please look up that video if you don't know what we're talking about. She's like, yeah, I just want something funky for the Teen Vogue party. So I put some blue in my <laughs> hair. It's so funny. <sighs> Maggie, Maggie, you do you want to do one? our next feud? <laughs> oh, what's our next one? I don't know. Whatever one, one you want. <laughs> one of us just needs oh, to talk. Um, so our next one is about two old men. Um, White. But it's something I'm very invested in, or I was at one point. Being a huge Conan O'Brien fan. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Um, but anyways, so there was the Jay Leno-Conan O'Brien feud, which everyone knows Jay was in the wrong. What happened was <laughs> Jay Leno had do- had the Tonight Show for what? Probably 20-some odd. Maybe like, I got to look this up. Okay, so Jay Leno had the Tonight Show for 22 years, and he was like, I don't know. His time seemed to be about up. (laughs) And so his replacement, he said he was retiring. His replacement was going to be Conan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Who had um, late night. And. Like what Jimmy Fallon had before. He had written Um, on The Simpsons and had like a very full history. He wrote on SNL too, I believe. He was like really well respected in the comedy community. His, His late night show was a little bit like alternative comedy so it what it, it had some stints where it didn't really do that well with ratings and stuff but then he ended up getting a really solid following his show was on for a good amount of years and like oh well he was like a well-respected comedian so jay gives conan the show and or he didn't give it to him he got the position um jay says he's retiring conan starts the show the ratings were like iffy at first and not really great and then somehow i haven't read the book about this but there is a book (laughs) somehow jay takes the show back and like watching the last episode conan does is like so heartbreaking like he had to quit comedy for a couple years because he was depressed that he he barely got a chance he had the show for a couple months and then jay took it back um and had it all the way up to now Jimmy Fallon has it. But, um, yeah, I just think that's crazy. And, Jay, you're bad and wrong. So it went from Jay to Conan to Jay to Jimmy Fallon? Yes. Yep. And now Conan And then they just made a new show. show for Conan? Conan ha- got his own self And Jay show. also did the same thing to David Letterman. He did? Yes. Didn't he? I thought but- they just had competing shows. Yeah. Oh, really? Because doesn't Kimmel have Letterman now? Um, no. Um, Colbert has Letterman now. I cannot oh, keep okay. up with that. Neither can I. They all sound the same to me. The Tonight Show, The Late oh, Show. The Late yeah. Show. The Late Show is David Letterman's, now Stephen Colbert's. The Tonight Show is was like Johnny, Kars- Johnny Carson, Jay Leno. And then Jimmy okay. Fallon Jimmy now. Fallon's. Here's what happened. Late Night was Conan's, now it's Seth Meyers. Okay, so here's mm. what happened with David Letterman versus Jay Leno. The biggest feud mm. in Late Night, this is from goodhousekeeping.com. 
The biggest feud <laughs> in late night history occurred when Johnny Carson, who was like the OG, announced right. that he was leaving NBC's Tonight Show in 92. David Letterman, who'd hosted his own show on the same network on NBC, was widely expected to be his replacement, Carson's replacement, but comedian Jay Leno ended up landing the coveted gig. Not soon after, David mm-hmm. left NBC for CBS to host his own show, the late night show with David Letterman, right. exactly at the same time slot as Jay Leno. And then it began this long-standing rivalry known as the Late Night Wars as the two shows and hosts competed for ratings over the next 20 years, and they both retired at the same time. I like Letterman better, I think. Me too. Yeah, he he had a similar thing to Conan where he was more of like an edgy, like kind of like weird comedian. Like he was more alternative. I like his and show on Netflix. Jay is just a boring, basic comedian, and he comes in and keeps sweeping it out from under yeah. people, it seems like. I love Conan's show on Netflix too, Without Borders. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Maggie really and I used to watch that. Conan's just, I love I Conan. love Conan. Conan is and Conan's um last uh tonight show he like gives this such heartfelt like kind of apologizing for not being being able to make it work I guess it's Mm. really sad this is what happens though like this is just so off topic but like companies will replace a CEO or like you know there will be big shifts in leadership in like many different areas and then the board or like whoever um expects or like the top execs expect like an immediate turnaround and change in numbers and growth and that's just not how it works and they don't give people a chance and so then they just go through this cycle of like switching it up and you know it's just it doesn't lead to anything positive and i can't stand jay leno i I can't even i'm an armchair i've listened to every episode basically of armchair expert except jay leno's and conan's was the first episode i ever listened to (laughs) And I was like, the first I hate The episode Jay. I ever listened to was Ellen. Ellen. Oh, no. Wait, and, oh. And that might be the perfect segue. So, our next feud, which honestly is my personal favorite, that's why I'm introducing it, is Miss Ellen DeGeneres and Dakota Johnson. <laughs> so, how this goes, basically this starts at Dakota Johnson's birth because Dakota Johnson was raised by very famous parents, Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. And so she has always been around celebrities. And I'm sure she feels comfortable kind of talking back to celebrities. Oh, so quick, quick. Go ahead. Her stepfather is Antonio Banderas as well. True. But isn't she isn't somehow related to Nicolas Cage? I don't think so. No. That's Sofia That's Coppola. Family. You're right. <laughs> Weirdo. I don't know why I got that. I wish. Um, Antonio, oh yeah, her ex stepdad was Antonio. Oh, okay. But, so, hey, it's exciting. Um, <laughs> Cam it, is dying to tell the story, and we keep interrupting it. <laughs> so Dakota goes on the Ellen show. This is pre-canceling of Ellen too, but this kind of sparked a lot of the canceling. People of Ellen. say this is Ellen's you know downfall. People, but listen, people. We're talking about Ellen long before this all happened. Like, I was hearing bad things about Ellen long before. I'm not going to give any names, but... And <laughs> you know what? Maggie has all the celebrity But actually, my dad was the most shocked by this because he likes Ellen and thinks she's funny. And he's an Guys, ally Guys, can I just tell the story? 
<laughs> okay, so Dakota Johnson goes on Ellen's show, I believe at Christmas time, and they're ta- Ellen does that classic thing where she talks about like some big event that that guest had that Ellen didn't go to. And so she's talking like, Dakota Johnson, you didn't invite me to your birth. You had a birthday, but you didn't invite me. And Dakota very calmly and politely goes, yes, I did, Ellen. And Ellen didn't know that she wasn't invited, that she actually was invited to Dakota Johnson's birthday party and created the most awkward encounter and she's trying to blame it on the producers and then we come to find out that the weekend of dakota johnson's birthday party was when she was sitting next to george bush at a dallas cowboys football (laughs) game so we started a whole nother thing yes so basically dakota johnson just kind of put ellen in her corner of ellen thinking that she's close with all of these celebrities and they're actually friends and i would say dakota johnson is a big celebrity i mean she's a movie star and she invited ellen to her birthday party and it kind of showed that ellen wasn't this like super positive kind giving persona maybe wasn't i don't know i have complicated feelings about ellen but this was just an incredible tv show moment and it I can't believe they left it in. I cannot believe that they left it because it's not a live show. They could right. have cut they it probably out. Ha- I mean, Dakota probably would have said something if they did. I don't know. Personally, I think that people read too much into that interaction, and I think it's more lighthearted than everyone is like trying to say. But also, I feed into it because I think it's so funny whether or not like it's it hilarious. was a big deal or not. And the iconic line that she says that I always say is, "Actually, Ellen, that's not the truth." It's so good. And then she, like, talks to Ellen's producer off camera, like, off from the cameras. Yeah. But, like, it's, she's still being filmed. She's like, she was invited. Tell her. And he was like, yeah, Ellen, you were invited. You know you were invited. And she's like, oh, uh, <laughs> it's so, so funny. Good. I love Dakota. Dakota Johnson's interviews on late night, or just on, like, those types of shows are always so good. Like, I yeah. think like, just, like Jimmy Fallon or something care, kept cutting her off, or one of them did, and she was like, "Aren't you the host? Aren't I? Aren't I the one who's supposed to be talking? Are you gonna tell the story for me?" <laughs> like she's just so iconic. I love her. Yeah, I think um, she also is a little bit like kooky in real life. I always said Dakota Johnson's a kook, and I so I think that her light heart, like she probably didn't think that she was being mean or rude. Mm-hmm. She just thought it was like a lighthearted interaction. But the mm-hmm. way that she comes off maybe doesn't come off that way. I don't think she comes off as rude at all. I just thought it was really funny. No, I think it's hilarious. And and it definitely was the downfall of Ellen. It led to the downfall of Ellen. The beginning, the beginning of the end. And from that day forward, <laughs> I've stand Dakota Johnson. In her green kitchen. Oh, yeah. That is inspiration for my life. Um, who, does someone want to go next with the next feud? Um, I think it's you my can turn. try. Yeah, go ahead, miss. Is it my turn? Yeah, I guess it is. Um, so the next one I actually just found out about, and I think it's the funniest feud that I Please didn't know existed. Um, it is the <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow versus Martha Stewart feud. Miss Goop. Miss Goop, the recurring character in our podcast. Um, so she does occur a lot. You know, Martha Stewart, she was one of the first, like, lifestyle like home what would you call her i don't know first just she's just a personality i actually bought this kind of like a diy lady they call her a lifestyle guru and she was like the first i bought martha stewart's first book for maggie it's kind of funny um remember maggie yes i have it right in 
right next to me. Okay, so here's the drama. Um, so back in 2014, Martha was asked what she thought about Goop, which is Gwyneth's lifestyle business, which is just ridiculous. But obsessed. Um, her quote: "This is Martha Stewart talking. She's a movie star. If she were confident in her acting, she wouldn't be trying to be Martha Stewart." <gasps> <laughs> Oh my god, you that can is do iconic. Both. It's iconic, but like you can do both, but it just wait, it doesn't end there. So you guys know, we talked about this in a past episode, how Gwyneth Paltrow was married to Chris Martin from Coldplay and they yes. divorced and they called it conscious yeah, uncoupling. Yeah. <laughs> Where they consciously uncoupled while co-parenting with their kids whatever and she just like coined basically the term conscious uncoupling and is very like vocal about it. And after Martha said that about Gwyneth, Martha kept going and she posted a pie recipe and called it conscious coupling. (gasps) Yeah. In an issue of Martha Stewart Living, her magazine, um, referencing Gwyneth. (laughs) It was referencing her divorce. It was right after she announced her divorce and the conscious uncoupling thing was like coined. I feel like Gwyneth was not like even fighting back, and and Martha was like, "You want a little more? I'll just come at you a little more." Gwyneth. <laughs> but wait, it doesn't end there. Oh my god! After that, it was an entire magazine spread called "Conscious Coupling." Right after Gwyneth um, announced her divorce, her conscious uncoupling, and then a month after that magazine spread, Gwyneth posted her own recipe called "Jailbird Cake." Referencing how Martha went to prison for fraud. Oh my god, that is incredible. You really did. That how is, have I never heard of this? I, I don't know either. Like I need I to keep up with like the lifestyle insane. guru drama, apparently. Drama. Honestly, the funniest part to me is the fact that Gwyneth or Martha Stewart is trying to say that Gwyneth can't act because she's a great actress. Yeah. So. Gwyneth was, I mean, Martha was obviously just threatened about her, like, brand and everything, but... Yeah. They're, I feel like they both have very specific clientele, and I yeah. don't believe that there would be a lot of overlap. Like, I don't think the California no. trendy moms who are getting, like, jade eggs for their vagina... Right. And candles that smell like a vagina are also going to be baking pies in New England with Martha Stewart, so... Yeah. Right. I can see that Martha felt threatened because I think like middle-aged wim- women were probably more of her demographic mm-hmm. back when she first started and now that's shifted and she has an older demographic but mm-hmm. you know like your your fans move with you. Yeah. yeah and like man. why isn't she going after Ina Garten? Like Ina Garten kind of has more of a Martha Stewart vibe right. than Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow. I don't know. I, I think that's hilarious, though. That's so funny. That so is so funny. funny. Please, t- or thank you for telling us about that. I love Please. It. You're welcome. Please, Please tell, tell us me more. more. <laughs> Maggie, I think it's your turn. Okay, queens. Thanks, queen. And that may- leads me to a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> the queen. Oh, know what a good oh. feud is? The Queen and Meghan Markle. Yes, and the Queen and anyone who comes between Diana. her and those boys. Diana. Okay, I'm going to talk about um, one that is a little more recent than a lot of the others. Or it all culminated quite recently. Excuse me. 
which is Leah Michelle. Oh, darling mm. Leah. Now, as who is she feuding with? Just about everyone. <laughs> um, it's Leah Michelle versus the people. Um, so, as someone who didn't watch Glee, well, I watched. I like snuck a little bit of bits of Glee because I was not allowed to watch it. Same. And I thanks mom watched like the first season a couple years ago. I'm sorry, I just couldn't get into it. But you know, it's fun, and I'm sure if I was allowed to watch it when I was younger, I would have loved it. Um, but I was always someone who was like, I do not see the big whoop about Leah Michelle. I know Cam had different feelings when he watched the show. He mm-hmm. loved her voice and everything. I did not. I was more partial to Naya Rivera, R.I.P., and other ones. Mercedes. I can't even name. Everyone else, I, Oh, Mercedes. I think Mercedes was the best. Yes, 100% Mercedes. Mm. But anyways, so when this yeah. whole feud happened, when this whole feud happened, I was a little bit tickled. <laughs> she was excited, <laughs> because to I, say the least. I, I was... Because I, I always got bad vibes from her, and I, and she was getting what was coming, you know? So, gosh, who did this feud start with? It was... um Oh, shoot. Was it Heather Morris? No, it was Amber Riley. It was Amber Riley during... The, I think it was right. during the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. Or yes, protest, sorry. It, it was... It was um brought to the attention of many people... At the height of this, oh, it was Amber Black Riley and one of the weird season six. There was like a new person that came in. I honestly don't even know the character's yeah. name, but sorry. But the but the um common theme was that these black women or black people, uh, specifically black, black men, women, yeah, or was it black women? Okay, mostly black women were having issues with her because she was really vile to them, <laughs> and she was being extremely hypocritical by saying all these. Black Lives Matter things while all these black women were like, um, you were literally horrible to me. And she said some things, I I don't know exactly what she said, but some iffy, like, Mm -hmm. problematic She said she was going to poop in one of the black extras' wigs. Wigs, yeah. And she wouldn't let the extras sit with her. And she was just, like, a huge diva, but it was always targeted against, like, people of color or people just, like, at a lower position than No, 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 no. Right? No, it came out afterwards that everyone just had bad experiences with her. So it was definitely bad that she had, that she did those things to the black women. But there was a lot of white people on the cast that said similar things. Right, but I think saying something like you're gonna poop in somebody's wig it has a, like racial and insen- racially insensitive undertones to it. Yeah, definitely. I'd say overtones. But but <laughs> that was yeah overtones. It was quite overt. But um, I gotta say I didn't mind that she was getting canceled. And it was right as she was about to get like so many likes and followers for about to give birth, and then give she birth. just went yeah. silent. I know. You hate to see it, but you don't. So sad. And that what is just the Glee curse. That is the Glee you know? curse. Oh, oh rip so the Glee sad. curse. So There's sad. so many Glee but curses. But you know that right after this is this video of her when she was like truly a child mm-hmm. and her first Broadway thing I came out and she was being so, she's like, oh, I really hate how 
Uh, what, what did she say? She's like, sometimes it's really hard that the kids treat she, me differently. Yeah, I'm on Broadway. She's like, and I'm like, I'm on Broadway. I just can't explain it. And she talks like this weird British child, even though I'm pretty <laughs> like sure Mary she's Poppins. from New York or something. She's from New she's York, like, yeah. It, the most difficult things is when kids ask me, why weren't you at school? And I have to say, I was on Broadway. <laughs> that is literally it, yeah. Oh my god. I was like, this girl was a pistol from the start. <laughs> my favorite Leah Michelle weird theory is that she can't actually read and everyone has to like read her her lines and then she just memorizes them. Which start? there's no factual evidence to this, but I just think it's funny. Leah Michelle's illiterate. So funny. It's true. <laughs> Leah Michelle's illiterate. Also, oh, uh, rip another Leah Michelle. fact. Did it- didn't she date Matthew Morrison? <gasps> yes, yes. Yeah. Can I say this? Another another shot against her. Let me say, I don't know if any of you guys have watched Selling Sunset, that one like high-end yep, real estate in LA. Yeah, we've watched it. So We love Chriselle. Chriselle was married to Justin Hartley, who plays Kevin uh-huh. in This Is Us. And oh my he God. divorced her over text, right? And yes. Or not over text, Terrible. but told her right like 45 minutes before he told paparazzi. Terrible. I mean, we only know her side of the story, truly. But anyways, she was engaged to Matthew Morrison when Glee was filming. And he cheated on Chris Shell with Leah Michelle while they were engaged. Oh, my God. I think I've that seen this. Yes. Because she, in, like, her little interviews, whatever, I forget what they're called, during Selling right. Sunset, she, she was, like... Yeah, confessional. She's, like, if I married who I was with when I was 20... I would like hate my life. And she goes, and you can look that up. And she was engaged oh. to Matthew Morrison. And people did, and it was him. <laughs> and he cheated on her with Leah Michelle. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is Such crazy. Such fun, weird connections. I know. But, Chriselle, I hope you find happiness with that Dancing with the Stars man. Kyo. But not she with those horrid bangs that you're wearing, Chriselle. Oh, God. Those were really bad. She's had a, she's had a rough couple years. Yeah. Yes, she has. Peace we and love. The best, Chriselle. Peace and love. Chriselle. Peace and love. Um, I'm going to do the next one now. Yes. Um, so this is similar to Leah Michelle and the People. And this is uh, the feud between <laughs> Mariah Carey and pop stars. <laughs> so Mariah Carey. Female pop stars. Female pop stars. Well, she, she maybe. She loves to pit women. Maybe the men. Um, Mariah Carey famously is a shady person. Um, and I can say that. And I'd say I'm vaguely a Mariah Carey fan. I think she's very entertaining, uh, great vocalist, but she loves to say some things about pop stars. So I think it all kind of started with Jennifer Lopez when she, I think on um, that Andy Cohen show, uh, what's Watch What Happen Live? Watch What Happens Live. She said like um, about J Lo. What did she? Oh frick! What did she say? Anyone want to help me? Better out? look it up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Kate, you said it earlier. Oh, I, um, I don't know her. I don't know her. I think that's what she said about yeah. J-Lo. I don't know her. Um, and, and apparently they had met and J-Lo would say like, oh, we met a couple of times. And Mariah's like, maybe we met. I don't know. But um, so that kind of started it all. And then she said a similar thing about Ariana Grande when Ariana was first coming up. And everyone was like, she's the next Mariah. Because Mariah felt threatened, obviously. And since they've but, embraced because they did that song together. Mariah was right. feeling also, a little bit like Martha also, Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly. But also Ariana like always talked about how much she admired Loves and looked Mariah. up to 
looked up to Mariah, so it was kind of a bummer to see her go, yeah, um, I don't know who that is, when obviously she was, like, huge. And yeah. Yes, you do, Mariah. Don't lie, Mariah. Mariah. Um, and then the last part of that feud that I think is pretty public is she's feuded a lot with Nicki Minaj. They both were judges on American Idol at the same time, and they just did not agree on anything, and they fought, and then Nicki has, like, just really done a lot of interviews about it and mariah has too like they just do not like each other and if you want some good entertainment watch Mm. watch um just like a mariah carey feud compilation on youtube like mariah and nikki or mariah and j-lo they're just so good so mariah carey she likes to have some shady uh interactions one may say she sure does she'll say i don't know her about like anyone yeah she's been i recently i think she has gotten better especially since her book came out she's trying to like create a new image for herself but in the early 2010s she really was feuding and that was i think also when her music wasn't doing as well so i think Mm -hmm. she just felt threatened Mm -hmm. all around but now she has her christmas empire so she's fine true mariah carey mariah carey invented christmas mariah camry Mariah, Mariah Carey. <laughs> Merry Christmas. My car, Mariah Camry. <laughs> you should name your car Mariah. That should be its name. Oh, Mariah Camry. Okay, that's it. That's my name. Even my though car. you're about to get give it to your brother. Uh, well, Mariah she can Am- live on. Mariah Camry, sack it. Title of that, Mariah Camry. <laughs> um. Okay, Maggie. There's one more for you. Well, yeah. There's one more for you. I think. And one more for me. <laughs> and an honorable mention for me. <laughs> Okay, well, um, so the next one on the list, talk about shady. We're entering the YouTube makeup community. Oh, We're gosh. coming back. Lord save us. I all. feel like I I feel like I'm under a palm tree because of the shade I'm getting with this. <laughs> I don't know if palm tree was the right I don't know if palm tree was the right tree to use. Sure it is. A shady kind of tree. I don't know if it's the shadiest tree. But anyways. <laughs> So, next up, we have James Charles versus Tati Westbrook. For me, this one is just pure, unadulterated comedy. Me too. I remember the moment we heard about this, and I was with Cam. We were Mm -hmm. on a vacation, and we were just like, what the hell is going on? I remember initially thinking, it was so convoluted and, like, confusing. Like, I have just no idea. But um, it all stemmed from the fact that James and Tati Westbrook, James Charles, okay, did I explain that? James Charles and Tati Westbrook, okay, were close friends apparently, and Tati had a hair care vitamin line, but James was sponsored by a different hair care vitamin line. Sugar Bear Hair. Oh, Sugar Bear, yes, of course. The infamous Sugar Mm -hmm. Bear. Um, and when Tati found out about this, she was very, very mad. So <laughs> mad, in fact, that she ro- made a, like an hour long video, or at least thirty minutes. It was an hour, I think. I think it was like forty railing. something. She made two. Yeah, yeah. She made a very long video railing against James, and not only the fact that he did this, but making all these claims about how he's a predator and he's like the worst and 
But come to find out, she came out with this new video, like, a little bit ago, like, a couple months ago, I think, where she was Where saying, she was super yeah, tan, so. that one. She always super tan. <laughs> but, um, James Char- or Jeffrey, where she said, Jeffree Star, like, basically convinced me to do all this. Like, oh, I didn't know. I, I just thought I should say this about him. Like, he was, what, 17 or 18 at the no, time? No, he was, like, 20. He's 21 now, and that was, um couple of years ago so he was still a teenager it was last no, year he, um it was 2019 and so he was but when she was telling the story about his like predatory behavior i think he was younger or no no that's what i'm she saying she was telling the oh. story about when they met she was really young and she, he was really young and she helped him get his platform and his start but anyways he was super young she's old they're feuding it's stupid but i remember like I don't know. Just he lost millions this. of subscribers. We were watching. It was really comical for us. I don't care about James Charles or, frankly, anyone in the makeup community on YouTube. Same. So it was just, like, silly for us to watch. We were watching James Charles' followers go down and down and down. Mm-hmm. And it was, we were like, oh, my God, this is insane. Also, and- Tati is, like, a 40-something-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like... I don't really, like, have any... I don't hold any stake in any of these makeup artists. I don't follow any of them. No. I didn't even know who Tati was until this drama happened. She's yeah, in her same. 40s. She was, like, grasping at straws. She's only 38, day. I must say. She's oh. only 38. Well, she keeps okay. making these videos, these, like, hour-long videos. She makes more videos about this drama than she does about makeup. And it's always so overproduced. Just, like She's crying. She's so like, overproduced. Just rehearsed to the T and like lighted perfectly and it just seems like it's all just a grasp for relevance at this point it really is yeah i just don't really care but i did find it very entertaining it was quite entertaining the the title of the video breaking my silence um, that came out six months ago is called breaking my silence yeah you know tati you're just you seem like you got it wrong not that James Charles is great or anything. I think he also pretty much sucks. But um, it was all a little bit weird. Like, mm-hmm. For sure. This old straight woman coming out after this gay child. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, he's a predator, all this stuff. I don't know. It seems It just seemed wrong. It was just a very weird situation, and I don't really get what any of it had to do with anything. Other yeah. than freaking well, gummies to make your hair grow. Right. It was silly to watch, and it had me entertained for a couple days. Same. Um, I'm going to do our number. This will be our ninth um, feud, and then Kate will do an honorable mention, and then we'll do our number one top celebrity feud. This one is still a mystery in a lot of ways. I really don't think we know exactly what happened when there's a billion dollars in an elevator, but um, this is between... <laughs> The feud between Solange and Jay-Z. So as a Beyonce stan, Beyonce is my number one. This has always mystified me. So basically there was this video that was released of Solange attacking Jay-Z in an elevator. And then security guards having to like restrain Solange. And I would say there's quite a size difference between them. Solange is not a very big woman. Um, Jay-Z, I wouldn't really say he's a big man either. But obviously, you know. I would say he is. Yeah, so, and also very weird because obviously Solange's sister, Beyonce, 
That's the first time someone's ever heard that, I bet. Um, is married to Jay-Z. So that well, you know what? I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of Solange. So. I was just saying Beyonce is so big that people Shout out to Beyonce's Solange. Sister, Solange. Shout out to Solange. Um, and so, hey, Bestie. Shout out to Solange. So hey, a lot Bestie of, Solange. A lot of people don't really know. You guys love to interrupt me while I'm doing it bothers you I so know much. How it feels. And actually, our number one feud is Cameron versus Maggie and Kate interrupting him when he's trying to talk. So there's still not a lot of um, information on what happened, but Beyonce then referenced it in a song. I can't remember. Is it Seven Eleven that she says? Yeah. And there's a billion dollars in an shit, elevator. Sometimes shit go. Of course, sometimes shit goes down. When there's a billion dollars in an elevator. I think Beyonce was basically just saying, like, they just got... Oh, it is flawless. It is flawless. It's not 7-Eleven. So, I think that was Beyonce just saying that, um... They just had gotten in, like, a momentary fight. Like, there's a lot of high stakes in their lives. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously she's Beyonce. So... I, we don't really know. I would love to one day find out. Maybe there'll be a Solange or Jay-Z tell-all later in life that will finally find out what went down in that elevator. But weren't people speculating that that's when Solange found out that Jay-Z was allegedly cheating on Beyonce, which led to the Lemonade album? Yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to the whole cheating theory, but I do think that was uh, very conveniently placed as a narrative. Hmm. Hot take. I'm looking up the lyrics of Flawless and it's not coming up. I'm just maybe it was like a live performance. I don't think it is 7-Eleven. Oh, it's a Flawless remix. Oh, the Nicki Minaj one. Mhm. I used to be obsessed with that in high school. Really? That seems interesting. I was I had a very big Beyoncé face. Oh, that is that makes me proud. <laughs> Kate, do you want to do your honorable mention? Um, yes, I do. So the honorable mention that we think is hilarious, but like isn't really a feud, but was kind of like a fake feud, I don't know, is Kendall Jenner and Casey Musgraves. So Mm -hmm. Kendall posted this like rooftop photo of her in, what was it, New York City, I believe? I think it was New York. It Mm -hmm. seems plausible that it was New York. And it was like right around when... Um, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves came out and she had a billboard of her album cover, which is very recognizable, like based on the colors. And gorgeous, gorgeous billboard. Gorgeous cover photo. Gorgeous billboard, beautiful billboard. (laughs) And so Kendall posts this rooftop photo of her like sunbathing. And in the background, it's very obvious that this is the cover of Golden Hour, like the photo to advertise for it. And it's blurred. Kendall or whoever does her Instagram. I mean, obviously it was somebody else. Maggie's holding up the shirt she has that has the same cover. Um, And someone blurred it. And I don't, people are just like, Kendall doesn't do free advertising. But Kendall's like, oh my gosh. It like became a Twitter thing. And Kendall was like, oh my gosh, I love this album, Casey. Like, I didn't mean to do that, whatever. I think that whoever runs her account did it. But they are friends. But it was just so funny. Wait, did you say what Casey posted afterwards? What'd she post? Casey posted a like bl- on her Instagram story like uh, the same picture but blurred out Kendall's face. Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Which is hilarious. And I think that kind of is like 
Casey is like that. I think she has a fun demeanor with celebrities. So I that is it's not really a feud. It just was a funny happening that between two celebrities yeah. that made me laugh. It is so funny. Yeah. And Kendall is in Casey's Christmas show on Hulu. So and they're mm-hmm. friends. They hang out. Oh, that's the honorable oh, mention. They're both just about they're both just about as good actors uh, as each other. <laughs> Could have found a better way to say that. Casey is a great. They're both bad actors. That music. Um, and then who's doing number one? I think we should do it together. Yay! So our number one celebrity feud, last minute edition, but it had to be at number one is Victoria Justice and Ariana Grande. So this is such a good one. This is a really good one. If you haven't seen the video, I I just can't believe you've made it this far into the podcast. But um, there is a really famous video of the victorious cast, I believe, getting interviewed. And they're kind of standing mm-hmm. together, the girls of the cast. And they go, one of the questions is, who sings the most? Or something like that. And most of the girls go, oh, Ariana, Ariana, Ariana. And Victoria Ariana goes. Ariana always sings. I think we all sing. She goes, all actually, we all, sing. all sing. We all sing. Actually, we all sing. Actually, we all sing. Then there's a completely separate interview where they're interviewing each of them. And they ask something about, I don't remember what it was, but they all say, oh, Ariana, Ariana. And then she does the exact same thing and goes, um, I kind of think we all equally do that, blah, 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 blah. And it's mm-hmm. just so silly. Yeah, I feel like this is another kind of example of her of somebody trying to stay relevant while another po- uh, another po- wow person shoots into stardom. Yeah, this is was just exasperated by um, the thank you next music video when like Daniela Monet and oh, Liz yeah. Gillies and what's mm-hmm. his face that played Robbie we're all in it and we know like ariana's close with leon thomas they still write songs together Mm -hmm. and victoria justice wasn't in it and it's been public they've supported each other like and you know they're friends i guess or just Mm -hmm. friendly i don't think they are friends there was there was interviews with victoria justice where she said like they're not friends like well ariana like posted something within the last year like saying like congrats to victoria or like thank you like on what what the hell no has she, she just released a new song and i think ariana said that she liked it yeah Wait, i think she, she like very recently she released a new song yeah. but i saw oh a tiktok God. that was like kind of explaining how they decided to or like for some reason or other like victoria became like the one star that they were like getting out of that show to go on like a single tour maybe she wanted to go on a solo tour they wanted them to go on a victorious tour and then the tour did really poorly and that's also when ariana was kind of picking up steam um and so victoria's career kind of went downhill right as ariana's was going really well right Um, so i think i don't think there's any like any like bad blood or any like obvious feud and they don't they just are like yeah we get along whatever but i don't think that they obviously are like friends and it seems like victoria justice has kind of an attitude problem but it's that video is so funny i always i always say it actually we all saying i always say that that video (laughs) and madison beer saying 
I was supposed to be in the video. Yeah. Oh, and both of those things are related to Ariana so Grande. Great. Those two have the same exact energy. I was supposed to be in the video. Totally. Yeah, yes, I know. Totally. I was supposed to be in the video. Well, yeah, it looks like Ariana, it looks like um, when her uh, new song came out, which I guess came out in December, Ariana posted on her story and said, oh, I love this. And then, mm. so it looks like they're at least publicly not, not Amicable. really you know, taking jabs at each right not taking jabs at each other anymore i just think it's weird because ariana is publicly friends with most of the victorious cast and that's not super i don't think that's super common for those children like those you know teen related shows for the cast to be so friendly still and she i mean she works with a lot of them still and she just does have the none of them. I don't think have a relationship really with Victoria Justice. She's yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And I honestly think that maybe that was on the part of like Dan Schneider and Nickelodeon for trying to make Victoria Ju- Victoria Justice the star, and everyone else kind of mm-hmm. bonded around having to live with that. But I just think that video is just, I mean, a moment of culture. It really is. It's one of the top moments of culture. I'd go so far to say. Hmm. Yeah, man. Well, let me ask you guys something. Did you watch Victorious when it was on TV? Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah. What was your perspective of, like, Jade and Beck? Is his name Beck? Yeah. yeah. Jade and Beck versus Victoria or Tori and Beck. It was kind of weird because they were always trying to set it up like Jade was this evil girl right. and one day Victoria would, like, get rid of her and be with Beck. But I think in the end, it was Jade and Beck were still mm-hmm. together, right? Because I yeah. kind of wanted them to be together. They just didn't p- position Jade as, like, a person you could have sympathy for. But you always were like, oh, but Beck is the, is the perfect guy for him because he'll see past all of her flaws, which is a yeah, bad trope for she- a woman. But they seemed like they were meant to be together in the show. But it's also, like, one of those relationships that sometimes can be a cute trope when it's like, she hates anyone except her person, like. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was with them, and I don't know. I don't know how it ended. Though. I, I don't remember like the end of Victorious. I didn't watch I the end. Kind of not fell. that movie was like the tail end of my interest in like those types of shows. I think, and I yeah, we were teenagers. Watched, yeah, yeah. But I always remember being like very confused and not sure what I was like meant to think about Jade and Beck right. versus. Tori and Beck, because I felt like they created some type of, like, I don't want to say sexual tension because they were younger, but, like, they created this kind of, like, will-they-won't-they almost with Tori and Beck while, like, Jade and Beck were together. And, like, I thought that, like, Jade and Beck's relationship was kind of toxic at that age, where they were just, like, kind of would play games with each other and stuff like that. And I was just, like, very confused on what I was supposed to think about those relationships and now on TikTok, everyone's like, Jade is an icon, and Jade and Beck are meant to be together, and everyone's obsessed with Jade, which is so... I liked like, Jade. Maybe if she's I the original that now, e-girl. But if I she watched that now, I feel like I wouldn't e-girl. think that, that I wouldn't like Tori, but I was also confused because she was supposed to be, like, the protagonist of Victorious. It's named after her. I like, I was like... really confused by that show. I don't know why. Yeah, I feel like Tori was such a boring character. Yeah. She didn't have any kind of, like, And she quirk, was, like, objectively but, like, the she... least talented out of, like, the main characters. Oh, absolutely. And she would always win and get the solos and stuff. But I would still want like her to because song... the show would set it up for that. Right. 
that song with um Jade and um Ariana, I guess Liz Gillies and Ariana is so good. Yeah, that, song, that show had some bops. Get Make, your hands off your stick. Guys, I have to go. I have to go full circle for a moment. Nickelodeon posted an Instagram picture of Jojo Siwa with the caption "Never been more proud" and put uh, rainbow hearts. Aww. Wow. That's nice. So you that was our full circle moment. Yeah. It's on the brand Instagram. So, um, yeah. that's Those are our top feuds. And there are so many more out there. And we hope Sega maybe hit, maybe Sega in hit. seven, eight years we can do an updated list with all of the new feuds. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope there's a lot more to talk about in the culture. More feuds. Not that I want people to fight, but it really does get things rolling for our show at least <laughs> makes my job easier give us it gives us a hcw heavy culture week mm-hmm. please for the love of god we need a heavy car culture week heavy culture week well check back in next week who knows what the topics will be and that's what's so fun about this podcast is we truly don't even know what the talks you are gonna never be. know what you get until oh the yeah day we of. figured out 30 minutes before <laughs> and i'd say it's, it's going Sometimes. pretty well listeners across the world italy you still here give us a like give us a follow if you're listening i gotta say they came for taylor and they left for taylor okay well we're gonna hashtag this episode to taylor the moon and back hashtag evermore hashtag folklore hashtag taylor swift (laughs) hashtag ariana and we're gonna get all those people back and they're gonna follow us at give me culture on twitter (laughs) and at culture Culture Countdown? Is it Culture Countdown? Yeah, you asked me that last time, too. Every time. I can't remember if it's the Culture Countdown or Culture Countdown. So give us a follow. Give us a like. Drop a comment. Please comment. Put us on your story. Tell us if you have any good ideas. We're really open to it. We love to hear from our fans. We our love cult our members. fans. Our cult, our cults, our cults, our cult members. <laughs> our fans are what keep us going, and our haters are what keep us motivators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not a thing. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.